future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at UBNRadio.com. And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. How do you know it was a cat that dragged me in? Meow. <laughs> this is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing Tuesday? Oh, you know, a little talk show on the rocks. Oh, right. Oh, I'm in that. Now yes. I'm on that train? <laughs> oh, good. Well, just, you know, pour me a double, baby. So join us on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. for On the Rocks with Jill. And Alexander. That went smoothly, don't you think? See you Tuesdays. <laughs> okay, seriously, next week. You say that seriously. every week. You say, well, we have to change it, we have to change it. And we never do. Because I forget about it because the ADD kicks in and it's a shiny light. No, it's because you're too busy being famous and going to polo lounges. And Not this polo weekend lounges, you were in Vegas. Polo matches. Polo, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Well, a few lounges too. <laughs> Ride them, cowboy. I've, <laughs> I've lounged around. So a few how do you polos. date a jockey? They're like this big. <laughs> I mean, well, it's a short date. What's, wow. what's the shortest <laughs> short ramps? What's the shortest guy that, that you would date? <laughs> oh, it depends on how much vodka I've had. <laughs> <laughs> well, knowing you would be a lot. So, but like, how short is too short? Because those jockeys make so much money, but they're so I little. Know. And like, what happens in the bedroom? They go like flying off the bed. I have no idea. I don't have experience personally in that matter. I think you should date a jockey next. Why? Just Are you for shits and giggles, bring him around here. I won't say anything. What am I, your court jester? <laughs> and then after that, date someone wearing lederhosen and pasties. Well, I did that. So ah, who I, has I already know what that's like. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. hello. Hello. What's going on? Oh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. I was just in Vegas for this weekend. I saw the pictures. <laughs> wow. We're going to post some of them. Yes. Um, I was on there. On our Facebook page? Yeah. On uh, Rocks with Jill and Alexander. Anne, Anne and Kari, uh, for those of you who have been listening to the show, you know Anne Hampton Calloway and her wife Kari are, are two of my besties. And Anne was doing a show at the Smith Center in Vegas. and Beautiful. Oh, beautiful space, by the way. Oh, my God. It's incredible. That space is incredible. So, so they, it was my birthday, as you also know. And so they invited yes, me to Yes, I got the many out. emails. I know. Uh, how come I was sure. invited to a birthday party, by the way? Because it's all girls and it's September birthdays. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> and then? And then? <laughs> and, but I'm inviting you tomorrow. Uh, or Thursday. not the day after tomorrow. Whatever. We're going to show up at Thursday and events are already going to be over. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Is. We're going to carry uh, the musical downtown. Yes, the premiere. Red carpet. It's going to be spectacular at now, the Los Angeles Theater. Now, do I get to walk the red carpet with you this time, or do I have to hold your purse and dress train like I did last time? <laughs> I have. They're like, Latinos enter in the back. The help is in the back. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not in charge of these things. I'm just showing up. You could send an email or make a call. <laughs> <laughs> God, you are way too much planning for me. I barely, I don't even know how I got, how I got here today. I know. I'm like, Joe, we have a show. What? <laughs> I know. We have a podcast? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, so, okay, so Vegas, right? So I get to the hotel, and first of all, I have to put some of the pictures up because Anne decorated my room, and there... <laughs> Was there's there a, a whip? No. Some flowers? There's there's one lampshade with a piece of crepe paper. <laughs> and she comes out of is it is it up there? Okay, it's up there, Kurt. You know you could set fire that way. I did that once. I, well, listen, we didn't. But I'll tell you, we, we you know you're in trouble when you go into a room and they furnish you with earplugs. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I will say I gotta find that picture and I'll put that up too on, on our website. At least it was an earplug and not a butt plug. I mean, that's a hotel you don't want to go to. No, no. This was it was bike week. So oh. we are up five floors, and it's bike week, which is all happening right underneath our window. So it's like 300 Harleys. Now, were they like the hot bikers, or were they like the, like, they were hot bikers 30 years ago? It's not the Lorenzo Llamas bikers. Ugh, and so, and wait, and so Hogs and Heifers, the re- <laughs> is, is got- That was the name of my prom! <laughs> They've got a pop-up bar right in front of our window, and they're, what do you call the electric megaphones? What do you call those things? Blowhorns? Bullhorns. Bullhorns? Megaphones. No, bullhorns. They had a permit to use the bullhorn and have their band until 3 a.m. Well, you were up and at them anyway, I'm sure. No. You know me. I'm in bed by like 10 o'clock. That's it. Not once the champagne starts, then you're like, let's come back to my house and let's sing the libretto to Evita. (laughs) Like I said, it was hogs and heifers. There was no champagne. Flow it. Okay, because when you were on Celebrity uh, Wife Swap, yeah. your sister tried to sew you up with, with a biker. Did you and ever go on that well. date? You know me, and you know that didn't happen. I think we should make you go on that date and film it. God, what do you want me to do to go out with every single one of the characters from the, from, from, uh, the village people? I mean, <laughs> you've got... I wouldn't mind you jockey? with a sailor. <laughs> was there a sailor I? in there? I've been with a sailor. So have I. Fleet Anchors Week. away. Fleet Week took on a whole different meaning. Hello, sailor. New in town. Oh, God. Anyway, it's over. Really? Our listeners like, what? I- what happened? <laughs> so we're kicking off October, yeah. month of Halloween. So we have a lot of fun episodes and some webisodes planned. We're going to be taking an excursion to the basement LA. I'm so excited. So they're, And they're opening up a brand new room um, that I guess could be an experience on its own. So it's 45 minutes. We're taking some of our past celebrity guests. And we're going to be in the dark for 45 minutes, finding our way out. Why is that different than any other night? <laughs> oh, my God. But here's the thing. It's like, I don't want to have to do anything. Like, do I have to, like, help solve? Because you know how good I am with that, especially we're going to have Halloween drinks before. We're going to bring some smart people with us. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh my God, so, God. tonight tonight is my episode of Real Husbands of Hollywood. Oh, I saw, I saw the trailer. Yeah? No, you filmed that way back in May, though, didn't no, you? No, December, I think. January. January. That long ago? Yeah, January. That's crazy. So what's your role? I play a network executive. I believe her name is Karen. I don't remember. (laughs) That's good research. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's been a long time. I've played a lot of roles since then. I've uh, eaten a lot of roles. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it was just a lot of fun. I got to play such a biatch. It was... Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Casting. I know. Yeah, I'd be like, uh, okay. Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more. But yes, so it's on tonight on BET, and it is so much fun. The episode is called Broad Talk, and it's their series, uh, mid-series finale, which I don't know what that means. I think that's just hype for Watch the Show. They did the same thing with Teen Wolf. Remember when we had Cody from Teen Wolf yeah. on? They split the season up, and it's to get more PR and all that from not yeah. having to film two, two separate seasons. But it's awesome. What's it like being on that set? Because you're probably like the only white woman on that set. I was the only white woman on that set. I mean, I, I know you can hold your own. Oh, no, I was the token white chick, but it was so fun. It was such a fun set. Because you know if you go onto a set and you're not part of the ca- normal cast, it does kind of feel like first day of high school. You know, you you don't know I where everything is. Yeah, well, so was I, but that was after I'd been there a while. First day, not so much. Wait, did you go to high school or were you I doing did. Love Boat during I did. then? I went to a high school as well, but I went to Love Boat. You know the teacher on the set, but I also did high school on the days that what, I was. What was working. that like? It was awesome. Did the kids like? Did they awe and ooh because you no. were on Love Boat, or did they it were like LA. pushing you in down the stairs? No, it was L.A. So they were like neither. Oh. It was L.A. <laughs> you know, I mean, they all. I went to school with uh, Melissa Gil, not Melissa Gilbert. I went to school also with uh, Melissa Rivers. 
Oh, okay. Barry White's kids. Hey. Hello. <laughs> did his kids talk that way too? Um, we yeah, have funny son kids had like did. really he played football. Oh, oh. I know. Oh my. He was, yeah, he was fierce. Um, but Laura Dern and I were very close buds in high school. So. Why does she always look constipated? Why do you say that? <laughs> because she does. She's like, I'm Laura Dern. It's she like, smile, not. bitch. Oh my God, she's the sweetest. Nice. You're, you should feel like she crap. She should take Activia. I should feel like crap? Yeah, because she's the... <laughs> no pun intended. Because she's... The, Activia! Because she's the nicest person on the planet. I'm sure she is, but yes. she needs to relax her face. She needs like Pilates really? for her face. Like yoga See, for her I face. I get that. Face yoga. I, I should start yoga... Uh, face yoga in LA. because it would go. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Thanks for shooting uh, down my dreams. Sorry. Wah, wah. But okay, so so that's happening. And then tomorrow, Wednesday... Thursday night, you and I are going to the premiere of Carrie, and that's really exciting. So here's the thing. Here's the problem about seeing that. Because I know this there's a whole new production. It's been reimagined. It's nominated it's for five Ovation Awards already. Um, here's the thing. I've listened to the Betty Buckley version over yeah. and over and over. I know every word by heart. So may I sing along? No. You may not. I'm, I'm going to put sure a muzzle on go. you. <laughs> and then after, I was going to say, then afterwards, I'll let you out to go to a leather party. <laughs> Why everybody assumes just because I'm a bit bearish that I'm in the leather community? Because you told me you're a top. I could. <laughs> our guests are walking, are walking out right now. They're like, what? Speaking the hell? of our guests, yeah. so Halloween, um, what better way to celebrate than talking about an erotic thriller? Talking about Carrie, Brian De Palma. Yeah. Roman Polanski, that kind of era. We have we have the lead actress, Alexis Kendra, who is so sexy. I know, and gorgeous. And so Kurt almost wet his pants again. <laughs> At least he can work the controls this time because we only have one sexy girl. Is that what I call him, Eric? Is oh, yeah, you called him Eric. I like, did. Hello, Eric. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my new bra. <laughs> No, wow. I never want to hear that sound effect again. I'm, that is not approved. Um, and then we have uh, the director, John Knatt. Don't forget the K. No, I was going to say knots, like, like yeah, knots landing. Right, knots very farm, not the same. Anyway, so this film is getting uh, is getting great reviews. Um, it's sensual, it's sexy. In fact, we have the trailer. Um, but uh, Alexis, she's like a chameleon in all of her roles. In fact, we have uh, pictures from from some of her other stuff, and it's like she's blonde, she's brunette, she's coyish, she's sexy. So we're going to talk about independent filmmaking in the horror genre to yeah. kick off. October. And I think it's such a great combination of, of kind of like the sexy sort of thing along oh, thank with horror. You. Yes, I've been trying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. In fact, John said he's going to make me in Goddess of Love Part 2. I'm oh. in the sequel, yes. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not to be confused with the Vanna White Goddess of Love. Oh, no. That's a whole Grecian <laughs> thing. Because if you go rent that, you'll be like, what? Or if you yeah. want the Vanna White one, don't rent this one. Because it's funny enough. That's you'll be like, what, 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 what? It's funny enough. That's what Vanna said through the whole film. What? What? Where am I? I don't. Who greenlit that movie huh? with Vanna White? By the way, uh, I don't know. Although her biography did do very well, that's completely different than putting her is in a starring role in a film. That's true. <laughs> that's completely different. So, what did you do since I've seen you last? Uh, what did I do? That's uh, fit to speak about. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. Um, oh, oh, okay. So this is funny. My friend uh, raised a bunch of money to do an independent short film, and he says, oh, I have got a cameo for you, and maybe you could talk about it on the radio show. I'm like, if you give me a cameo, a few lines, whatever. So go to set on Sunday. It's a full production. It's downtown. All excited. They said, wear a suit. Downtown. Right? No bit. Nothing. So I sat for maybe about three and a half hours as an extra. You did not. Now, I don't do extra work at all. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 
but because I just like I'm too distracting, I'm too loud. Like I'm just I'm not good at being an extra. It's not that you know you don't blend in. No, I don't. <laughs> I can't even tell you the first time. Like I'm talking about blah blah blah. The director's like, who's who's in the back? <laughs> Takes off the headphones, whatever, because they actually serve real alcohol. They did not. And you know me. I'm oh. not just a one or two drinker. Yeah, I'm like a not. six seven drinker before I leave God. the hops. <laughs> So literally the director was like, what cut, who's in the back? He's like, you know, you need to mime everything. I was like, okay. <laughs> so you mimed, spoke to him, but then when the cameras the rolled. Thing, I looked like Marley Matlin because I was like all animated. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was miming. And then the other people were trying to mime speak. And I'm like, let me do all the talking. www.shh.com. Right? <laughs> yes. The other extras. And then we had one extra. Every time they yelled, like he was just natural and we were talking in between takes. And then they yelled action. <laughs> and he froze like this. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> Like like this with the glass was, in there. Like, was he because he was worried about what you were going to do, or because he didn't no, want to he do was on like, camera? He, he was, was scared about. Being I guess on the camera. word action, whatever. You know me, I could give a shit. And then I was like, "When's my cameo?" And then like, that, "That's a wrap." <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> and then one of the actors, I thought it was a joke because this actor seemed touched. He must have funded half the film, and he played a police officer. Now he was about three hundred pounds. Uh-huh. He was cross-eyed. Um, and he looked like um, the mouse character from Harry Potter, the guy that turns into the mouse. Oh, God. So then they decided to have me stand right next to him, and he's supposed to come in and be, like, all friendly at the bar, right? So he comes in, and he's so adamant that he's created a story for the extras. He's like, hello, Jacob! And I'm like, I don't look like Jacob. And then he turned to the other guy, hello, Mark! Oh, my God. And he was so adamant about it, and then he started to mime the talking because the rest of it was about the scene right in front of us uh-huh. and he was so bad at it so bad and then he farted oh stop it stop it no um and then he kept asking the director was that okay he's like was well, that a mime fart or was it <laughs> it was real oh well would you but wait a minute would we classify a silent but deadly as a mime oh my God. fart <laughs> Here's the thing. We're, I'm, I'm leaving it, and without doing my cameo, they're paying this guy the union day, day wage. I'm like, what? Wow. What? So that's what farts bring in these days. And he brought the director over out of the whole, uh, and it was a physical scene, and he says, well, you know, in the previous scene, I said I'm looking for the lady in red. They're not ladies in red. That's and why then, he's looking. And, but, and the director said, that's okay, because you were not mic'd, and you were in the back. Oh, he was touched. He's like, no, but I said it, so. (laughs) And then as a joke, I'm like, I I can put on a red dress. And the director, everybody was like, and then back. Oh, no. It was sad. It was. What a painful day for you. It was so painful, but it was my friend. (laughs) Right. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I got so drunk. (laughs) Oh, jeez. In fact, at the very last scene, they're like, can you switch places with the other person? I was just in the back like this. Really? But it was fun. Oh so I can't wait for that movie to come out. That's going to be awesome. Yes. Oh, and finally, by the way, I got to tell you, Saturday is the big uh, premiere of the Stephen Schwartz Magic to Do for Princess um, it's Cruises. Not the, it's not the premiere. We are invited to the private viewing. That Well, that's yes. what I'm saying. It's the private. Vi- On a boat with lunch and I'm assuming drinks. Uh, like I don't know. Time. Excuse me? I don't know. Excuse me? <laughs> I don't drive out of 90069 if, there's, if it's not an open bar. I have absolutely... I'm not in charge of this party. Because remember last time we went to a Stephen Schwartz private event, you were the MC. Yes. And then he sat in my seat and ate my dessert. I, well, that's the way it goes. And then I made a joke. I'm like, oh, Mr. Schwartz, you know, you've written Wicked and Pippin and Godspell and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I didn't say that, but for our listeners, so they know who we're talking about. Right. I'm like, He's a big deal on Broadway. Yeah. And I said, uh, you sat in my chair and ate my dessert. I think that's a little rude. <laughs> and he looked at me because he doesn't know my sense of humor or even who the hell I was. Well, well that's it. And he was like, I went back to eating my dessert. 
I would have done the same. I didn't get dessert that night, and you know <laughs> it is not a good day. Um, so Saturday we're doing that. Saturday morning I'm doing voiceover work for Models of Pride, which is the largest You're LGBT very busy. youth conference. And here's I've been doing it for three years now. Yeah. When they have me meet all of the team, like because I'm in the booth with everybody, right? And so they meet me, and you know my voice. It's I get called Miss Rodriguez quite often with customer <laughs> service, especially when I'm complaining about my bill and all that kind of stuff, right? What do you mean? Yeah. So they do levels and all that without checking on my wonderful voice. Well, I have an announcer voice. It's like, no presenting, right? Right. And so it's a shock to everybody. So I love that moment when they're like, wow. When, when, when did a mister walk in the right. room, right? <laughs> I'm in the Saturday night. Kurt, if you can uh, play the poster. I've been invited by the Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, in Hollywood to perform Saturday night a comedy oh, that's song. Awesome! So I'm going to be singing. Good for you, baby. You I've never done singing. anything with them, but they're like real UCB. Like professionals. Yeah. UCB, that's what uh, am I doing there? Amy Poehler and Tina Fey's uh, uh, improv group. So I've been asked to sing. So it's Saturday Good. at 7 p.m. at UCB uh, on Sunset Boulevard. I'm scared. I don't know what oh to God, do. <laughs> that sounded very patronizing. <laughs> this one person. Thank you, Kurt. No, Eric. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, anyway, just real fast, um, and then let's get on with the show. I want to play with you um, for Halloween. You know, I love when little children suffer because I hate children so much. Oh my god! My listeners know I'm kidding. I know a little bit, sort of. So, um, I, th- this this clip is going viral. If you can play it, this kid is playing a prank on his dad. It's a ghost, right? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh my god! No, you're supposed to laugh. Watch it again. Oh. <laughs> You are evil. John Connaught, put that in your next film, please. That's so (laughs) sick and twisted. Oh my God, if we were not on the air, you would be laughing your ass off. No, I wouldn't, because I've done that to my children. Well, we know. (laughs) Child services had to be called. (laughs) Remember when Harrison, didn't he have a bruise or something? What? What stories are you telling now? No, I mean, you obviously didn't hit him, but remember that that was the joke? As far as you know. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was Grant, I think. I don't know which one. They've both had bruises. All right, I'm guilty. (laughs) My mom used to spank me, but then like the second spank, she'd be crying. Like, you're fine. I love you. Whatever. I don't feel a thing. I'm speaking of beating children. Uh, (laughs) As a reminder to our listeners, go by Rutania. What's her last name? Alda? All right. Her new book, uh, The Mommy Dearest Diaries, it's, yes. it's a cover. She played uh, Faye Dunaway's right-hand gal. Yes. And she's written a tell-all about Faye Dunaway and Mommy Dearest. Oh, my and God. It's got to be fabulous. It's a page-turner, and everybody can't stop talking about it, so she's calling in um, <gasps> in two weeks to talk about the book. I guess I better read it. Yes. I guess I better read it. Everybody better go read it. Yeah. Anyway, shall, shall we continue? Let's do shall do that. Can we have a little applause, Kurt? Very good. Wasn't that good? That was very that was good. good applause. Ooh, the guy in the third row just flashed me. <laughs> Do you mean Eric? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have from Goddess of Love, Alexis Kendra, the gorgeous Alexis Kendra. <laughs> Stunning skin, by the way. Don't you love that I'm talking about you Thank like you're you. not in the room? Right. No, I'm here. Studying everything. She looks like she's in like like one of those like Jean-Paul Gaultier perfume commercials. Oh my god, that's so you just called it. Didn't I? I'm yeah. not. I'm sorry, I'm not in that. <laughs> uh, Did you hear no you hear the beginning of the show? <laughs> oh, I'm in a I'm so sorry. I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> she is so sexy, and like I said, she's a chameleon. Uh, Kurt, if we can play some of the pictures oh, from some of her photo geez, shoots and whatnot. Don't. What are we doing? Okay. And her reviews <laughs> say that that she she's she's 
you know, uh, Direction's been getting great reviews. John Connaught's not to take away from the Direction, but that she she's such an integral part of the film for her performance because it's it's nuanced, um, it's a little crazy, but that she's so sexy in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get that. I and get that. And then we have John Connaught, uh, the director. There for men too. Yes, um, he's directed The Shrine. He's directed uh, Jack Brooks' uh, Monster Slayer. This whole this whole like world exists, you know, like independent films. Yeah. But there's like independent horror films. So huge. Um, and John's worked with with Robert um, England from uh, Nightmare Before right. Elm Street. In fact, he was inspired by some of those films. And look how low key he is. I know. And then he produces like these big, this like big gory fun movies. Like are, John, are you this way on set? <laughs> I guess you expect me to be more I don't crazy because I make movies with blood and horror and that sort of thing. No, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't even – it's funny because I don't even really consider Goddess of Love uh, a horror film. I've never really saw it as that. Um, but I totally get – you know how it slots into the horror world. It, yeah, it is quite horrific. So, I see so tell us a yeah. little plot so that the so that the audience can kind of. Well, the film it's essentially a descent into madness, really. So that would be like the best way to sum the film up. But it really starts out um, the the film centers around a woman named Venus who slowly loses her mind over a man that she meets at a strip club. That could be oh. my life story. But your character used say, to be... That's a Tuesday for yeah, us. Hello. That's Taco Tuesday for me. Hey, hey, hey. But your character used to be a, a ballet dancer. She was. So yeah. there's so many aspects to her life from from kind of giving up on, on her life dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a feeling from the trailer and from some of the reviews, there's some surprises and some, some psychological twists. So it's not like just that story. Yeah, no, that's why I really don't want to give anything right. away. Because right. there, is a, there is a twist in, in the film, which hopefully is really exciting for people. And you, you have this extensive career. You've done TV, um, and you've, you've done these kind of films. It's a whole different genre. Um, and one of the reviews said you're not afraid to look um, – they didn't say ugly because I don't think you could ever look ugly. Yeah, that's oh, happening. Oh, you should see me in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay. please. Trust me. I think a lot of our male straight listeners would like to. <laughs> like, I'll do it. I'll report. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, no, but no, I really um, – uh, th- thank you. That's, that's such a compliment. But no, I really um, – when I'm acting and when I'm in the moment, I just go for it. I don't. I, I try not to, and it's hard because you know you're on camera. But I really try to be in the moment, and you know, as an mm-hmm. actress as well, you just go for it. And whatever you look like is what you end up looking like. And hopefully, people like it. And if and if they don't, oh well. And hopefully, they do. So I really just try to to be in the moment and, and do the best that I can. Do you ever watch the dailies? For people who don't know what those are, that's the film that you've shot that particular day. Then the producers and the director and the writers usually go and watch that. So they see how everything is starting to look, and they do it on a daily basis, which is why they call them dailies right. or rushes. Right. Do you? Because I would never go like because to? no, because then I become so self conscious. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like the way I turn my head that way. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather not know and just take my direction solely from the director. Right. And well, yeah. well, actually, to, to answer your question, I think uh, you know working with John and in this particular production because we decided to work together and we wore so many hats. I was I. I, we had the time. It wasn't, you know, a three, two to three week shoot where it was like, okay, just get it out, get it out. So I was like, well, since we have the day to really, really craft and get this scene, uh, I I did like to look. I well, it's different to when sure. you're wearing that hat. Yeah, it was different. You know, it then, was different. then you kind of have to. Right. Well, just as an actress, I I would I would want nothing to do with it because I trust the team. But oh, I am the team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goddess of love. So that would be so hard yeah. to to have to go. Okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And yeah. this is the first film that you've kind of stepped out and you've kind of taken on the role as a writer 
as completely as oh, as a producer. <laughs> yes, oh. completely. This was the first time that I've stepped outside of anything I've ever done and wrote and produced and also acted. And in the past, I've only acted in film. So yeah. So how hard was it to come to set, having that confidence, you know, with with the rest of the team because. You know, I've acted, but for me to come in as a writer or whatever, you kind of have to come in with the confidence, but you're also with this league of people that this is what they've been doing, you know, all their life. How, how did you build that confidence? Well, yeah, they always say, keep the writer off the set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yes. right. You know, the directors say that usually. Yeah. It's like, it's my vision now, bitch. Totally. <laughs> Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah, so, but you know, I really trust him so much as a director. I'm a big fan of. John, so I I completely trusted him, and in a lot of ways, I said, okay, yes, we co-wrote this film, but you go. This you you know, tell me, direct me, just you you do. And I really uh, kind of created the space for that, and then pretty much let him do what he's so good at doing. That's a huge amount of trust, and I suppose the kind of trust that needs to be there in a film. Otherwise, it does become like a divorce between parents fighting over the baby, you yeah, know, because it is a baby. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, and also you know, it wasn't. As typical, I guess, where I was with this project and then she came in to play the role, we really built the whole thing together. So uh, there was already a um, – we were already sort of united with the vision and what we wanted going into the whole shoot. So I, I didn't I didn't really feel like I needed to um, explain a lot to her, which is really the best place to be as a director when you can just let them do their thing. Right. Um I think a lot of people think that directing is about constantly giving direction to your actors, and um, you really don't want to be doing that, ultimately. You want your actor to just bring what they have prepared, and in her case, she had a ton prepared because, uh, you know, she, she... prepared the whole film so. it's, it's, it's <laughs> right. funny because he he never said i've had directors in the past say well what would this well you know what do you think she's thinking and it's like well he i know what you she's know. thinking because i wrote it right <laughs> so, we wrote it together yeah, so, yeah, we, so we kind of um skip that step yeah so i i kind of knew that i could just let her do her thing and i think she felt the same about me how was your pro i'm sorry do i how dare you? <laughs> I know. Well, in that case, how was your process, your writing process together? Because everybody's got a different way that they, how, they work together. Yeah. How'd you meet first? And then and then can we go into that question? Yes. I mean, it's like well, a two Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, he you were doing a... Uh, I got short. called in. He was doing a short film, this uh, country-western short film. And I got called in to just do the voiceover for one of the actresses that was no longer in town. Wait, you look like that? You're going to do a voiceover? <laughs> I don't think so. The no, producers really. are like, wait, wait, what? Reshoot. Right. <laughs> no, it was, it was more of a favor. It was a producer that put me in a different film. And he said, hey, do you want to make some money and do this? And I, w- I was like free. And I was like, sure. So I you know, showed up in the valley. At least you weren't an extra and downtown. Wait a minute. I wasn't an extra. <laughs> to have a producer yeah. say, hey, do you want to make some money and do this and show up in the valley yeah. could have ended a whole Especially different way. Especially in the way. valley. Like, <laughs> <"Bam-ba-ba."> <laughs> You're like, when is this on Cinemax? It's really funny. Yeah. No, it was not that kind of short yeah. film. Not that and kind. And short film at all. We know for yeah. a fact it wouldn't be because that's a... Maybe it was a film with short people. Oh, was there a jockey in it? I was going to say. Um, but yeah, so no, I went in and it was really just a voiceover and I was doing a webisode series at the time that I wrote and produced and, and also was acting in. It didn't, and, and it ended up not going anywhere, but I was telling him about that and he was with a company at the time and we just sort of clicked um, creatively. He wanted to, to make films that he was passionate about and I was dying to just create and not just show up for auditions. So we're like, hey, let's work on something. What do you, what do you guys... Yeah, I think we had, and also just... 
uh, in terms of the positions we both wanted to play, we really complimented each other. Completely. There was no stepping on each oh, other's God, toes. No. I, I think mean, it would have been tricky if she wanted to direct or if I wanted to act or something like that, but I have no interest in acting whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, you've got such a great personality for it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't I, don't I look like I would just kill it up there on the big screen? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Still waters. you got to keep me behind the camera. <laughs> so, okay, so that's how you guys met. Now, what is your process when you write together? Because it's a very interesting thing when there are co-writers. Oh, completely. I mean, I think... Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, oh, it's so easy. We it's chaos. Yeah, it's writing is hard. I, you know, I was never very good in math in school growing up, and it's really because I really didn't have an interest in it but i it it's you and very, me both yeah it's similar to that in a way because it's so difficult but my strength i believe as a writer is the dialogue and his strength is the arcing and beginning mm. middle end so without him i would just have dialogue in the abyss and without my dialogue he would have structure and nothing to say so in a I weird, this weird way we also i would say something he would no i don't mean but it. i mean that's i'm just saying that's interesting <laughs> like, because just make clarity for for people listening but that makes sense to me because as the actor you're about character development mm-hmm. and and that and as a director it's your job to you know take all the pieces and put them together in a cohesive way so it makes sense yeah. that the arcing is something that you would feel is your strong suit and and the dialogue would be Completely. what yeah that makes sense yeah. to me. So did you guys get to have like a schedule and say okay every Tuesday and Thursday we're going to write from like nine a.m. to basically the way we did it was um, uh, we came up with the initial idea which just came from smoking cigars on a balcony one night. Sweet and Alexis, you smoke cigars? Yeah, oh, she's a big I cigar. Even sexier, cigars. right? Yeah. Yeah, you're She's like a, a sexy cigar girl. smoking yeah. babe. I am. I, yeah. I'm really not that girly. <laughs> I it's love it. It's funny because I look really. Yes, girly. you do. I know. I'm really not. But yeah, we were having cigars and uh, and uh, just talking about. You know, we knew we wanted to make a film. We knew we wanted to go out there and do something. Um, you know, passionate and and, and artful. Um, so cigars, pizza. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> just cigar, cigars, yeah. you whiskey. Don't mix that. Yeah, you do whiskey with the cigar. Does it look like I smoke yeah. cigars? Come on, man, we're cooler than that. Uh, and uh, and we were bouncing around so many ideas of of what the story could be, and and um, and there was so much thought about what the plot could be. Um, and then she just said something that sort of clicked for me probably from the simplicity of it she literally just said <laughs> she's like i really want to make a movie about a woman who goes insane yeah and it was funny because i'm i'm always it's good for your reel right <laughs> that's right that. like, that'll look good on the reel but I, I i'm usually looking for you know i'm such a thinker when it comes to plot and structure and and but i, I do i love character stuff a lot and um i was always trying to think of something a little more complex and when she said that like i said just the simplicity of it i just kind of went oh like, I really like that. I think that I think that could be a lot of fun to just not worry so much about this intricate storyline. Um, even though the storyline became intricate uh, within the development, it initially started with just this idea of doing something where, okay, it's a woman who's going insane. And we also knew we were going to do something independent. We knew we were going to do something where we weren't going to have, like, millions of dollars. So you start looking around at what you have access to. Right. And how's um, that process? Because that's so scary to think about that like oh god now we gotta go find people with money oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah no no that yeah. that's i mean that's the yeah i would hate that part that's the part they it's, it's the worst part that's yeah. the part that sometimes i don't teach you in film school is like getting the money is a humongous part of the process yeah, yeah. yeah. 
so, but, so that is why. So sorry, go ahead. But well, we'll I was just, I felt like I didn't answer your question just in terms of like the writing process. I think I uh, went off track a little bit. So that's, that's how we came. I led you. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it was me. I do that. Uh, so after we came up with that idea, in order to start writing the screenplay, basically what we did is she wrote the first draft and she went off alone uh, and just it, like she calls it her vomit her vomit yeah I, I do so I anytime I write you know because I've had columns and papers and other things and I um the first thing I write is a vomit draft it is just me just, sure yeah and like I just want to coin that term so badly <laughs> yeah. because that's really what it is it's really bad when people think of you you want them to think of I want to I want to think of vomit yeah <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> totally. could be the title of your next film there it might go. be the thank vomit you. draft thank you <laughs> um no but you know I um yeah I just what are we talking about? I mean, <laughs> the, the vodka. I mean, it's just no, me. I had the best thing to say. You're going to call off. it Merrick, too. <laughs> she, she, does, she does her draft. and Oh, um, yeah. Wait, no, this is what I was going to say. I came back with the draft, and I was like, oh, here it is. And he read it. He was like, all right, so we're going to start over. <laughs> yeah, but. What but, did that feel like, though, John? Like, like when she handed it to you, you're like, oh, shit. Like, what if it's really, really bad? Like, how, like. Yeah. No, but it's it's not, though. It's not at all. It's, it's totally. What she did was the hardest part is literally starting from nothing that's the hardest part when you're looking at a blank page and so even if everything she wrote was wrong even if it was and it wasn't um at least it was something to start off because there's a I, concept i i, right. I really right. uh i i'm I, I like to think of myself as a writer but i'm i i i'm definitely strong i think I'm, I'm more drawn towards directing because directing is is coming in where you know, the script is already there, and now I can really work off that script. But I, I, my hat goes off to great writers who can sit there and look at a blank page and just come up with it. And she really did that. And, um, yeah, there was a whole bunch of stuff I didn't like. There's a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't working, but it's the first draft. It's supposed to be like that. So right. then I took it, uh, and then I sort of sat with it for another few weeks, and then we met back up. And then, and then it was very much the two of us together kind of going through each word and back and forth, that sort of thing. So we, that's how we got the script written. And we actually have a question from uh, the chat room. Yes, the uh, chat room would like to know, what's it like to direct slash act in a horror genre since it's such a separate fan base? Usually does it make you think how to do it for those fans or do you want to try to make it more a broad audience appealing or just a story that speaks to you? That, that is a question. That's a big old question. <laughs> Was that from Stephen Hawking? It's like, calm down, bitch. <laughs> Turn off your computer for a minute. <laughs> what was the question? Was like, yeah. No, I mean, it's a really good question. It's like a six-part yeah. question. I need to hear it one more time. Yeah, time. They asked Donald well, Trump, too. So I don't know. He just said they were problem. stupid. Eric, use your radio voice. Okay. I'll start with the first part of the question. What's it like to direct slash act in a horror genre? Fun. Okay, so okay next question. No, so, so direct <laughs> produce, then, would really. Is that, is that what he means, direct produce? Correct. Whoever in is he's Or act smart. produce, because well, I didn't direct. Yeah. That's what he means. Maybe, act produce. Act, act yeah. produce. Okay, so act okay, produce. Okay, you. gotcha. Yeah, that um it was extremely extremely difficult. And as a producer, you know, a pro- I I before I produced this film, I was like, what is a producer? I didn't know what a producer was. So I'm like, it's okay. It's a whole lot of work for a whole lot of Thank you. Yes. No, yeah, almost nothing. And yes. and it's like I and I even my family is still like, so what is a producer? And I'm like, well, the best way to describe it is someone that had they have nothing. There's nothing and then they create what you see on the screen from thin air, from absolutely nothing being there. There's no cast. There's no script. There's no money. There is nothing but a thought. And I think that is the best way to describe what a producer does. They take that thought and they create a reality. So I had to be a businesswoman, which I had no experience doing in the entertainment industry. 
Um, so I took what I knew from that and, and I had to be a businesswoman. And then when I had to say the lines I memorized and, and be Venus, I was, I just took the hat off like a chameleon. You said I was a chameleon, right? So was like that, that hard? To, because sometimes if you're under the gun and you have a project like this where it means so much mm-hmm. and you have to go in and shoot a scene, mm-hmm. is it hard to kind of compartmentalize sometimes? Well, yeah, that's a good, actually, but the point that what you just said is really interesting because we weren't under the gun because we were able to take a couple months to, to make this film. We did not do a 14-day super low budget, let's knock it out. We were like, we're actually going to take Sunday and do this, these two scenes. And we're wow. going to do them really the best that we can. We're just going to give it everything we have. But but how hard is it as an actress? Like, you're in the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know this, too. Like, you're still aware, just like when you're in theater, you're still aware of the lights and the camera. Oh, yeah. As the producer, you're also, well, the camera should I, be over a little bit more. Is John seeing this? Like, Oh, no, like, no, no. The, with him, 100% trust. I never questioned, is he getting this? I, I could never have made a project like this without him. I wouldn't have attached anyone other than him. So I had full trust with John. But and but I was going, is the catering going to show up? Well, I was just going to say, if it was me, I'd be yeah. like, is that part What's of for it? lunch? I was like, I'm really hungry. <laughs> like, that's, so I, yeah. And it's funny because in a lot of the scenes, you know, I'm like angry. You know, Venus is angry. And I was like really angry in real life. I was like fucking hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, the makeup hangry. lady didn't show up. Hangry. Yeah. <laughs> you <Hangry>. know? <laughs> so I... A lot of it was um, I used kind of what I was. Feeling but I think in the it moment. helped too that we weren't like she was saying earlier that we weren't we hadn't locked ourselves into like a, these crazy short shoots because yeah, I, I just think nowadays yeah it's just getting out of control with how how I short agree with you shoots. yeah because you really never get a bad. good performance no. I'm sorry no, and then what's the I, point you of what don't. you're doing yeah there's a line where it's 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 like. And look, I completely understand it. I mean, I, I help produce this film as well, and I completely understand that you need to be smart, and it's an investment, and there's money, and blah blah. blah and you want to keep it tight. You definitely don't want to just be like. But as you said time. in the beginning, it's art, and art. Yeah, takes you have to really time. find that balance, and I think there's like a window that you can sit in where you know you're still keeping it tight enough for the producer, but you're still allowing the art to happen. But I think there's a lot of cases now. These. God, these films, uh, it, it, it's such a tragedy where, you know, you've, you've got, uh, you know, you've got the, you've got the Aerie Alexa and you've got the zoom lens and you don't even have time to put the zoom lens on the camera and, because you're so strapped. You know, I've it's like having a, a Ferrari and you yeah. can't, you can't, you can only back it out of the driveway and then you got to put it back. You can't drive right. it. And it, to me, that's actually counterproductive and what the hell we're doing here with making movies. So for us, it was so important to, um, and, and and not be ridiculous about it, but but give ourselves at least some time so we could be artists. Well, what you can tell for the trailer, which we're going to play in a minute, is that is that there's this slow burning sensuality to the scenes, mm-hmm. and I think that's what the question was referring to. You know, when we think of independent horror film, we think of blood being splattered everywhere and the girls going ah and running around, and it kind of has that kind of feel. So acting in that genre, like I think you've brought. Um, like a quality acting to it, not playing to the genre, but playing to what the piece is. And John, I was going to ask you, because this is kind of a departure from from your other films, there's this uh, connection, I guess, with, with, with the female emotional side. And I wondered if that was uh, as a result of the pairing, that this has a little bit more emotion to it, Absolutely. a little bit more, I don't want to say gentility, because you're not a gentle character, but there's that that hurt quality to it. But she is it. very vulnerable. No, but yes. you're right. Yes. I mean, and yeah, I mean, she's a girl and I'm a guy. Really? And, and she brought, <laughs> apparently, yeah. I mean, I don't know, She's she does smoke cigars. Hey, with but, a little whiskey. Yeah, it's very yeah, true. Yeah, and that more was... More manly than me. That definitely, that definitely... Uh, 
was really interesting for me because I really, especially with the writing, I really got a female perspective well, and I well, thought yeah, that was cool. And they say, you know, you write what you know. And, you know, I don't know the. I mean, she's so crazy. I mean, it's not, I don't, that's not literal. That's not a literal statement. But, you know, I also just in, just in who I am as, as a woman, I am very sensual. You know, so I, I really took what I have an interest in in my personal life and I put that in the role of Venus. Well, and I, I think it speaks to that we all have the capability of even if in our mind we go crazy like that, like when we go through a breakup and we look at our phone every five seconds, mm-hmm. like, did they text me? There's that there's that craziness. And if unleashed, it be, can become what I think maybe the, the, the film speaks to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, and that's what it was all about, was about. Essentially, it was just about heartbreak, and and, and, and we've all been heartbroken. So yeah, huh? be- I don't know what that's like at all. No, I, no, I know no I don't either. At just all. this morning, no. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. John, can you please kill me in your next film? Yeah, I, I just, I, I just no, want to like, be killed. I'll, I'll kill you. In your oh my film. god, that'd be awesome! <laughs> a gay man's dream come true. <laughs> Sexy diva killing a gay man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Can we take a small break and watch the trailer? Yeah, let's and do it. Let's, let's do Come back for final thoughts. So the trailer is very um, representative of the film. It's very sensual. So um, I would say it's for audiences 18 and over. Yeah. International trailer. Take it away, Kurt slash Eric. <laughs> Are you scared of loving again? This one is stunning. Thank you. Very proud of that one. See how she's turning away? Sort of sad, but I don't know, inviting at the same time. Who is she? An old friend, Christine. Known her for years. Did you guys ever hook up? We had a short-lived thing, but I never loved her. I promise. So this is more thriller to me. I mean, I'm looking at this going, this is like one of those psychological kind of thriller. Like a Roman Polanski, like a a Rosemary's Baby, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm a, yeah, I I love Polanski. I love, I love Taxi Driver. I love, to me, this was a psychological thriller. Again, like I said before, I can totally see how it slots into the horror world because it's, it's horrific in terms of what happens, but it's, it's very character uh, focused in um, definitely more in the thriller world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And those are my favorite, other than a rom-com, which what a, what girl doesn't love those? Right. Do we but need another is, rom-com, though? We always need a rom-com, but this, I love psychological thrillers. Those are the most interesting to watch. So, mm. yeah. And I think studios are playing so much to the mass audiences now. We've forgotten what a good psychological thriller looks like because we have to please everybody and like you give away the ending too early and yeah. you know and it's cheesy and the acting's bad whatever. I haven't seen a good psychological thriller in in a long time. 
Um, where can our listeners find the film? Uh, well, it's not out yet. I mean, we're 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 just doing the festival run right now. We just, oh, nice. uh, yeah, we premiered at uh, at Fright Fest in London. How uh, awesome! So How much fun was that? It was amazing. It was really really fun. Yeah. So I was there she to was represent there. the film, and I, I just got back I and then I have a picture actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's our poster. Oh, cool. There. And uh, it says, if you look closely, be careful who you get close to. Ooh. So. Ooh. Um, and then we're going to be at the Stitches Film Festival next month, so I'll be there as well. Yeah, um, actually, next week. month, in a, a few days. Stitches, oh, okay. Yeah, Stitches I leave on Friday Spain. to go to Spain. Oh, God, yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, I'm really it's, That's it's, awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so we're fun. just doing the festival run, and uh, we, just, we just got into another festival in Italy. And uh, I've definitely noticed that they, they, uh, uh, the European world has responded to this film. Uh, oh yeah, much very more. much. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's How pretty cool. Fun. Now, are you going to go to any other European place? We've got Spain. Well, she's, she's yeah, going to I'm going to go to Spain. I mean, I will go, or I'll go, or he'll go. However, we can work it in as many as that we can go. Uh, yeah, completely. So, yeah. so okay. So, where can we find this film when it comes out? Just look. Yeah, for it and... yeah. It'll be on Netflix. It'll be on. Oh, it'll great. be. It'll be everywhere. Movies are seen when it makes its domestic sale, which should be anytime. And your website is for the film. Oh, uh, we actually, what is it? Goddessoflovemovie.com. Okay. Goddessoflovethemovie.com. And it's also on Facebook, Goddess uh, of Love. And then you mm-hmm. put in movie and, and it shows up. Yeah, great. Excellent. So do you sit and watch the film at these festivals? Uh, you know, I did in London. I did. And I probably, yeah, well, you know, it's funny. My, so my mom, um, and she'll watch this, but she, she is the homeless woman in the film. So oh, wow. How, how it fun. Is, and she looks. Did you say that fun when your mom's a homeless woman <laughs> <No>. in the film? <laughs> and she's like, like. We had this amazing makeup artist come in. My mom looks horrific, like unrecognizable, like totally nuts. Oh my god, that's and great. and it's funny because we had to drive to where we were filming, and she's in the back, and people are looking, thinking we oh, picked up no. a homeless woman. It was so funny. And, oh, that's teenage and, revenge, yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Drop me off a corner away. <laughs> yeah, but my mom's such a good sport. She would play into it, so she would just like talk to herself because my mom. Oh my is, god, that's great. Is awesome and funny. So she's coming with me to Spain. So she's. Oh gonna my god, see it's it so the, fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. So. Yeah, and I'm sure that people don't recognize you because you look so different in the film. Yeah, I so yeah, I'm a brunette in the film, and I'm I'm a real blonde. So I, I went brunette for for the role and back to my natural color now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, good job, you guys. This is amazing. I can't wait to see it. This is very exciting. Thank you. Okay. Yay, yay. And you're working on another project oh, together, awesome. right? Mm-hmm. Same yeah. genre. Can we talk or about different? It? Or? No, this is, it's completely different. Oh, how do fun. you want to? It's a rom com. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, this this one's. Uh, it's more uh, of a boogie nights meets pulp fiction. That's oh my it, god! That's how I like cool. to describe it. Yeah, as awkward as it feels to say it's like a pulp fiction because that's like the the best. I know you can't uh, really say that. But <laughs> I'm saying it. I don't care. Yeah. It really, really. Well, is. I know, and but she's right in terms of just the genre. It's 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 more crime drama thriller that sort of thing. Um, it's called Viper. Uh, Sweet, yeah. and, we, and we just shot the short with Missy Pyle and Omar J. I love Darcy. Missy Pyle. Yeah. Missy Pyle is one of your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, you know you Missy? Know yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, she okay. just came out and played a role. She was oh, amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Basically, She's what we've done. Damn great. Yeah, we've started. We've started writing a new script called Viper, um, and uh, uh, basically, it's about a young, uh, sort of aggressive businesswoman who sort of uh, moonlights as a stripper to um, uh, get to her. Uh, financial goals in life and she starts to go in a little uh, in over her head in terms of like messing with men's feelings in the club and and everything kind of spirals out of control yeah because you see these stripper films and it's like 
I, like I feel like this is where we've taken an approach that I don't believe I have ever seen since the beginning of time about strip clubs. So right. this is not There's like so many oh, movies my baby daddy and my like, drug I, habit. I, I, yeah, no. I have no. to do this. No. I need the money. But this no. girl is like she really penetrates. She's the like, oh, world I'm going to tell this guy I love him and I'm going to get five thousand yeah. dollars. I'll do oh it. My God, yeah. right? That's what she said. So, so we that's, basically right, that's we, the angle. we started writing that feature, um, and currently titled Viper. I think we're going to stick with that. We seem to yeah. like it for now. Because um, uh, she's the snake, really. Yeah, because she's a snake. And, uh, <laughs> love it. I love it. And, that's uh, great. But she's an empowered snake. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's writing her own rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She so really, that's kind of cool. She really realizes how much she can... Um, the, the more she messes with these guys, the more money she gets. So it becomes an addiction and how far can you go? Therefore, but it's, it's a rise and fall. It could yeah, also be a total rise and fall. And it's it's funny. Um, it, I, I, would, I wouldn't call it a comedy. I would call it a drama. I would call it black comedy, mm-hmm. definitely. Nice. And we shot a uh, proof of concept for it. So we shot about uh, 17 minutes worth of the script and Missy came in and played a role for oh, and great. she had a mouthful yeah. she had like seven pages I think yeah. so, and that's she was awesome. excellent she's great Yeah, she's she's great. she was great to work with alright we have to cut out but real fast uh, John what is your guilty pleasure horror film my guilty pleasure that you might be embarrassed about sharing <laughs> um oh man let me think I want to answer that one properly because okay. I know I do have one mine is Return of the Living mind. Dead yes 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 mm, Martyrs but that's not a nice. guilty pleasure. What do you mean by that's guilty pleasure? That's not like something you're embarrassed about. Like mine about. is Return of the Living Dead. I mean, that's... Oh. <laughs> okay, it's not you know what? I will Ghoulies say this. is probably mine. Mine would be Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. that Fair I watched enough. constantly as a kid. Constantly. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't, ha- I don't have one. Well, you know, you like you I like don't. the foreign stuff. I like, you like foreign. But Anything I mean, what's foreign. what's one that you like that you know you're embarrassed to admit? I, I don't. Like? I don't. I'm <laughs> she sorry. stands proud behind don't. her movies. If I don't like a movie, I don't watch it. And yeah. I'm not. A, I don't know. She's too cool. I'm That's not right. too cool. She I'll, I'll have... <laughs> sorry, I don't have one. Never with pizza, by the way. No. Yeah, Just in you. case you were totally wondering. Thank you. That's before. Well, thank you guys so much. Go to goddessthemovie.com. Go to Facebook and look up Goddess the Movie. I think it's Goddess of Love Movie. Goddess of Love movie, yes. <laughs> How did I get it right? Um, and for our listeners, um, tune in next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we're giving away two tickets to Halloweeny, which is one of the largest Halloween parties in LA. Tickets are like $175 each. We're giving two. Look at that. And then tomorrow, tune in to the uh, Tony Sweet Show at 4 p.m. I'll be interviewing Fran Drescher. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our listeners. Thank you guys Thanks, so guys. much. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Thank you for having us. Thank you, having having us. Having Thank us. you Kurt, Eric. <laughs> Either way, he'll answer to both. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> this has been On the Rocks with Jill and Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m., download full episodes on iTunes. Find us on Facebook. Tweet us at JA on the Rocks. <laughs>